Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus healed people and performed miracles in all sorts of ways. About the Bible to notice this. Sometimes he just spoke and it happened. Sometimes he used things from nature like dirt to heal. Sometimes he asked for faith from people desiring to be healed before he healed them. I think that's a good thing because we can't cast him as one-dimensional as some people are wanting to do, insisting that he always called a person to have faith before he proceeded to heal. They say he still heals today, but only if you have strong faith. In other words, you must play your part before he does his. In today's Gospel reading, we encounter Jesus in an invalid at a pool known as Bethesda. Now, depending on what truly happened there, that name may be an apt, apt name, for Bethesda means house of grace. So if the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed went there hoping to be miraculously healed when the water was stirred, then that was a good thing. The paralyzed people were looking for grace, kindness, and if possible, miraculous healings according to what their current beliefs were. Only thing is that we don't know whether or not this belief in a miraculous healing from the stirring of the water actually took place. It seems to have been a belief without substance. Someone has explained that the pool of Bethesda was fed by an underground spring, and when the spring overflowed, it would bubble up from beneath, causing a disturbance in the waters above. It was this bubbling that made the water feel like it was stirred up. If the water stirred up suddenly and you have no idea why it did that, it would not be surprising if you thought there was some spiritual significance to it, a significance that could lead to miraculous healings. Now, if you are sick, you would want to get well. You would like to be healed. If you have a physical disability, you would like to be healed. If you knew it was possible, even if, if it was a small possibility that healing can take place for you, you would take advantage of it. And at a time and age when people with disabilities were often poor because they had been rejected by society, any possibility of free healing would be considered a godsend. So this pool provided that hope for the people who were there. They were hoping against hope that they would get the miracle if they were fast enough or had somebody fast enough to get them in. But John does not tell us that any blind, lame, or paralyzed person was actually healed. Regardless, this man who had been an invalid for 38 years was looking for that breakthrough for him. If only somebody would help him get in the water first. When Jesus showed up that day, it seemed he had come there specifically for this man. That happened sometimes. Jesus intentionally looked for specific people for a specific reason. Like when he saw Zacchaeus on the sycamore tree and told him to come down because he must stay at his house that day, even though Zacchaeus did not know him. The invalid man, of course, did not know 
that Jesus had come that day specifically for him. He had no idea who Jesus was. He only saw him as an able-bodied man, perhaps one of those people who came there and never spoke to him. Jesus asked the man the question, do you want to get well? The thought might cross your mind. What kind of question is that? Of course the man wanted to get well. Jesus' question does seem to be like such an odd thing to ask. Do you want to get well? He'd been coming to the pool of Bethesda for just that reason. The question Jesus asked, do you want to get well? I don't think that is the question I would have asked. This is the place where people went to get well. Everybody knew that, but perhaps not. Jesus went to this place where this man, who had been an invalid for 38 years, had been going regularly. Maybe family or friends had dropped him off sometimes, but now they had left him there. And he'd been trying, but his arms were not strong enough to get him into the pool at what he believed was the right moment. He'd been doomed for years to powerlessness because of an incurable illness. He had looked in vain for a miracle to happen to him. His response to Jesus' question sounds more like him making a report about his struggles. If he said yes, he wanted to get well to this stranger, there was no guarantee that that would happen. He probably begged people over the years to carry him into the pool at the right time, and nobody did it. He had no longer any reason to be hopeful. Since it is not obvious that the water got stirred up every hour, or every few hours, or every few days, or every month, or every year, at best, he was asking for sympathy and understanding of his predicament by Jesus. He had given up. Jesus' words to the man were completely unexpected. He told him, get up, pick up your mat, walk. Immediately, the man was healed, and he picked up his mat, and he walked. Amazing. The man was so excited at his healing, and he so much wanted to get out of that place, he completely forgot to thank Jesus or ask him whom he was. Do you want to get well? Jesus' question was not depressing after all. The man had been doing the same thing for all these years, hoping that the outcome would be different. That is, that somebody would get him into the pool at just the right time. He had had the same plan for 38 years. And even though his plan was not working, he kept working the plan, hoping that he would get the result he wanted. That was not going to happen. A different plan was needed. Do you want to get well? Jesus came with a true plan, the perfect plan that would work. And that changed everything for the man. He didn't let the man's non-answer dissuade him from healing him. When we read about the miracles Jesus performed, it may cross our minds that Jesus did these things for people at the time, but when it comes to us, it doesn't happen. It's not supposed to happen. Maybe so. But because Jesus is God and because he loves you, we cannot rule anything out. He can change things for you. He can make an impossible situation possible for you. I've told you a little bit about my Congolese Bible study group. 
we've divided them up into two groups. I have the youngest group who are up to about 12 years old. They always have questions, lots of questions, sometimes lots of very good questions. Three weeks ago, a third grader among them asked me this question. We've heard that Jesus and God healed everybody of any disease all the time. Why is it that he doesn't heal all people anymore? If Jesus is God, why has he stopped healing people? We know, of course, that Jesus did not heal everyone. In fact, he said to his hometown folk of Nazareth that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was severe famine throughout the land, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy at the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. We don't know why he chose to heal this specific invalid among all the invalids that were there that day. But certainly, the man did not deserve it more than the rest. Out of his own kindness, and to show that one day all people who believe in him will be healed of any and every disease and affliction we can think of, Jesus healed the man. It also shows who he is, God with power to save. We do get stuck in things and patterns of thinking and behavior that we need to get unstuck from. They may be thoughts and opinions we formed long ago, but have not revisited to see if they are still valid. In that sense, Jesus' question, do you want to get well, applies to us. When we want to come up with excuses and reasons why we are where we are and won't or can't come out of it, Jesus will not settle for that. He desires to release us from that. And he no longer wants to release just one person, but all people. Do you want to get well? Follow his lead by the renewing of your mind according to his teachings through the prophets, apostles, and evangelists, what we have in the Bible. If you are moved to help the poor and lonely, do not find excuses to avoid doing so. Remember that this poor and lonely invalid person was left alone by society and did not receive any help from Jesus because he deserved it. He needed help. Jesus saw him and he helped. Jesus helped even though he was not to do that since it was the Sabbath. He knew the trouble he would get into because his action occurred on the Sabbath and he would be accused of breaking the law, but he still helped. The healed man was so happy and excited he took his mat and walked away without finding anything at all about Jesus. Subsequently, when the religious leaders confronted him about why he was carrying his mat on the Sabbath, he said it was the man who had healed him who had told him to carry his mat and walk. After this confrontation, Jesus found him in the temple. Jesus said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Do you want to get well? We are all sick with different kinds of illnesses, but I'm not thinking about physical illnesses. I'm thinking about breaking God's laws in different kinds of ways. It may be judging a person in your mind without really knowing the person. It may be things you do or say in, to intentionally hurt somebody. 
All that is summarized in a word, sin. If you want to be made well, and I believe you do, keep believing in Jesus and repent. I do not know of anyone who, after knowing Jesus, was able to stop sinning, not even the apostles, and they acknowledge that. Jesus knows that perfectly, and he has provided the perfect wellness therapy that works from now until he comes again. It makes you well. John wrote, and we have said what he wrote in the confession and absolution in the beginning, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well, not temporarily, but permanently, with no recurring illnesses or concerns or troubles whatsoever? That's not only a possibility, it is also a certainty. Why? Because this very one, Jesus Christ, who told the invalid to get up and pick up his mat and walk, has made a promise to you. He does not make empty promises. He does not promise what he cannot do. What he has promised to you is eternal life. That is for you and all people who believe in him. He is not going to select a few and cause this miracle of healed and restored bodies for them alone, but for all who have believed in him. You may not have had a miracle in your life before, and may never have one, but this miracle of eternal life is yours, each and every one of you, because of Jesus, who gave his life for you and rose again for that purpose. To him alone, you all the honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen.